Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Now that is unheard of in today's culture, right? What do you mean you're gonna leave all these people with these needs? You're not gonna try to meet all their needs at this very moment right now? You're gonna forsake their needs to go and talk to God? Absolutely. And we would do good to learn that lesson as well, right? Because we can give all of ourselves away and come to the point of exhaustion. And you know what will happen when you are exhausted? People will still want more and more and more and more. After you've given all you can give, many times it's still not enough for some. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Welcome back, everybody, to another midweek service right here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. I'm honored to have you every single week as we dive into God's rich word. As you know, we've been in a series entitled The Miracle Man. Jesus is the Miracle Man. And I've been so excited about this series, and I hope that you have been too. Now, remember, you can always go to our website at kingdomrock.org. There you can watch today's video and listen to the audio as well as the entire series. This is going to be part number seven. So if you haven't heard one, two, three, four, five or six, then you can definitely do that. For all of our Roku uh, watchers or viewers, that sounds better, our Roku viewers, hi everybody, so glad that you are with us. Uh, everybody that's watching us on uh, YouTube, hello, Glor Glory to God Television, and all the other platforms that I can't think about right now, Vimeo, just everybody, hello, 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 and all of our podcast listeners and radio station listeners, hello guys, glad to see you, I'm glad that you're here with us tonight. All right, without any further ado, I'm ready to dive into God's rich word. Tonight, we're gonna to speak from the subtitle of The Storm Walker. We're gonna talk about Jesus walking on the sea. And of course, this is definitely a miracle. Remember in the series, we're talking about the miracles of Jesus, and I'm so excited about it. All right, so this miracle takes place in the book of John, also in the book of Mark and Matthew. So we're gonna look at all three of these to get a good rounded picture of this event, all right? So first, let's go ahead and start in John because we're, we're using John, the book of John, as our framework, I can say, or as our foundation of going through all of the miracles of Christ. So this is awesome. So let's start in John, the sixth chapter, and let's go down here to verse 16 through 21, and we'll go on from there, okay? Let's go ahead and start. And when even was now come, his disciples went down unto the sea and entered into a ship and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And it was now dark and Jesus was not come to them. And the sea arose by reason of a great wind that blew. So when they had rowed about five and 20 or 30 furloins, that rather furloins, they see Jesus walking on the sea and drawing near or nigh unto the ship. And they were afraid. But he saith unto them, It is I, be not afraid. Then they willingly received him into the ship 
and immediately the ship was at the land whether they went. Awesome. Isn't that wonderful? All right. So we see here already a picture developing here. Uh, after Jesus feeds the multitude, because that's what we're talking about. Remember, in part six, Jesus fed the multitude and we spoke from the subject of or the title of what do you have? All right. So after the Lord feeds the multitude, now Jesus sends the people away and tells the disciples, get into the ship and they begin to head out. Now, um, the Bible says here that the disciples rowed uh, from shore about five and 20 or 34 furloins. Now that's about three to three and a half miles from the shoreline. They left Jesus there with the, with the crowd, and we're gonna see why. They left Jesus with the crowd, and Jesus goes up into a mountain, and they're there on the sea. And while they're on the sea, some things begin to happen. Let's take this up also in the book of Mark, the sixth chapter. Now, this is interesting too, because we're in John, the sixth chapter. Now this picks up in Mark, Mark, the sixth chapter. All right. So this is wonderful. I don't know. Um, I thought it was interesting. All right. So let's look at it. Mark, the sixth chapter, the same account here. And let's read it. Verses 45 through 51. And it says, and straightway, he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before unto Bethsaida while he sent away the people. All right, so we see a better picture here, right? Now we see Mark says Jesus had to constrain his disciples. That is, he had to really urge them, strongly urge them, boys, you go ahead and go that way. That gives me the impression that they did not want to leave Jesus. Right. But Jesus is going to send the multitude away and he's going to go and pray. He's telling them, get into the ship, guys, and go to the other side. I'll meet you there. So he urged them, strongly urged them, go. And I'm sure they didn't want to leave Jesus. And I can understand what they're saying today. I don't want to leave Jesus either. I don't want him to leave me either. But uh, and we also know that the last time they were on this uh, on the boat on the sea, uh, they had a, there was a terrible windstorm and Jesus, you remember, he was in the hinder part of the ship. He was asleep and they cried out for fear. They thought they were going to drown. They said, Lord, don't you care about us? We're going to drown. And then of course the Lord Jesus rises from sleep and he rebukes the, uh, rebukes the wind, says, peace be still uh, to the sea. And what happens? There was a great calm. And they say, what manner of man is this, that even the wind and the waves obey him? Maybe we'll look at that too. This is, that, that's awesome. All right. So I believe they're remembering what happened last time and they're going to have to go right back into the same situation, but without Jesus. Mm, interesting. So Jesus constrains him and tells him to go on. All right. So let's go on a little bit further. Verse 46. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. All right, verse 47, and, and when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea and he alone on the land. All right, disciples, far gone now. And he's there by himself. I love that. Remember before this account, there were thousands of people and that's a lot of pull on the person, right? 
thousands of people that are drawing from you, drawing from you, and you're trying to meet all their needs. And I love this about Jesus because he really teaches us um, this lesson of leadership and, and communion. Because all those people still had other needs. I'm sure there were people there with marriage, marital problems, financial problems, as well as some, maybe some other physical needs. But he tells the disciples, all right, I'm going to send the people away now because I've got to go and spend time with my father. Now, that is unheard of in today's culture, right? What do you mean you're going to leave all these people with these needs? You're not going to try to meet all their needs at this very moment right now? You're going to forsake their needs to go and talk to God? Absolutely. And we would do good to learn that lesson as well, right? Because we can give all of ourselves away and come to the point of exhaustion. And you know what will happen when you are exhausted? People will still want more and more and more and more. After you've given all you can give, many times it's still not enough for some. So what does Jesus do? Hey, I've been here with everybody all day. He's taught them. He's, I'm not sure what type of draw or drain on the anointing of his life it took to feed the masses from five loaves and two little fish. I'm not sure what it was, what kind of draw on the anointing it was. But after he did that, he says, it's time for me to go and pray. Y'all go ahead and go home now. Disciples, y'all go ahead and go on to the Go on to the ship over there, okay? Y'all go there. And uh, I'm going up to my father and to this mountain, and to this mountain, and I'm going to pray. That's awesome, isn't it? Let's look a little bit further. Now, again, that doesn't mean that his departure from the people does not mean that he doesn't love them or care for them. Of course he does. But unless we take the time to minister to father and receive from him for ourselves, we won't have it to give to others when they come. Here's a general rule. You can only give what you have. And when you are depleted, you have nothing to give. And then who are you helping at that moment? Right? So he has to go away and commune with Father. All right. So let's look now at, uh, again, verse 46. It says, And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. Verse 47. And when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea and he alone on the land. Verse 48. And he saw them toiling in rowing for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them walking on, walking upon the sea and would have passed them by. Verse 49, but when they saw him walking on the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit and they cried out for they all saw him and were troubled. And immediately he talked with them and saith unto them, be of good cheer. It is I be not afraid. And he went up upon when he, and he went up unto them into the ship and the wind ceased. And they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered. Wow. This was amazing. So they were struggling. Now, I love this. If you look at that again, verse 48 says they were toiling 
They were toiling in rowing. Now I want to show you this because this, this is just awesome. They were toiling in rowing. Now the word toiling here, the word toiling here means to test. Now this is a big thing here, okay? As the Lord Jesus sends the disciples out. Now, did he know that they were going to get into this situation? Absolutely. Absolutely. But yet and still, he commanded them to go anyway. Why? Because there was something in them that needed to be tested. Now, you've heard this. You've heard the, the phrase that, um, well, um, God won't put on to you, won't give you anything else, you know, anything above that you can bear. He won't tempt you with anything that you, that you can't handle, though, that you can't deal with. He won't do it. He won't do it. God's tempting is testing or it's testing and proving. There's a difference. Now, when the devil tempts you, he's tempting you with sin to cause you to fall. But when God tempts or tests, the word tempt there is also to test. When he tests you, it's to ascertain your strength, to let you see how strong it is. Like a carpenter who makes a table or makes it or makes a chair. Well, he's going to sit on it or put some type of weight on it to test to see how well this table or chair holds up under the strain of it. Is it ready for mass production? Is it ready for me to sell to the customer? He's testing the strength of it, testing to see if it's weak in, an, in one area or not. Maybe he needs to put another screw over here or another bolt over here. He's testing it to make sure that it is ready for distribution or ready for presentation. So that's what the father does. Even when the Lord Jesus went up into the, uh, when the spirit led him up into the, into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. The Holy Spirit led him to do that, to be tempted, tested, tried by the devil. Now remember, when the devil does it, he's trying to tempt you with sin to fall. He's not trying to see how strong you are. He's trying to destroy you. But the Lord allowed him, allowed Christ to go into the, into the wilderness there to ascertain his strength, to see, is this Jesus ready for a presentation? Because he didn't start his public ministry until after he came out of the wilderness. The Bible says that when Jesus ended that, when that whole 40 day trial was ended, he came out in the power of the spirit or with the power of the spirit. He's ready now, he's ready. Now, does God know everything? Surely he does, but there's still a time for testing and proving. Even though he knows you, he knows me, he knows what we'll do when we get into any uh, different type of situation or circumstance, but he still will test and prove us so that one will know too. And through that experience, we even become stronger and bolder and our faith increases, increases in him as we go through these tempting uh, or testing times. All right, so getting back to the disciples, the Bible says here that they were toiling and rowing. Now the word toiling, again, I love this definition. Listen to this because this definition of the word toiling, it says it all. It says here, the, the word toiling means to test metals, to test metals by the touchstone, which is a black silicious stone used to test the purity of gold or silver by the color of the strike produced on it by rubbing it with either metal. Wow. So to test, look at that in terms of the, the touchstone here, right? 
let me see what type of metal you are or, or what type of strength you have. When you're done with this testing, when you're done with this trial that you're going through, we're going to see what you're made of. You're going to prove that you are metal. You're going to prove that you are, that you have metal, so to speak, that you're gold or that you're silk, that you're silver. We're going to see that you're valuable. And doesn't a test do that with people when relationships are tested? Don't you see the strength of that relationship? Uh, when someone is sick in the family, maybe the wife is sick or the husband is sick, and to see how the husband takes care of the wife or how the wife takes care of the husband, that is a temptation or testing time. And after that, you know, the, the marriage is a lot stronger. We see, I see who you are and I see that you really do love me. When I go through difficult times and you're there for me. Now some um, strength or should I say this way, strength, the true strength of something cannot be ascertained without a test, without a test. You really don't know, going back to the chair example, you really don't know how much weight it can support until the weight is put on it. When you go to buy uh, different furniture or different um, tables, they'll have a weight listing for it. They'll tell you this table or this chair supports this weight. Well, how do they know that? because they have tested it and it has supported that weight. So testing is very crucial and is very important. Let's go on a little bit further today. Then we're going to close out. We're going to have to do a part two of this. This is just wonderful. All right. So the next definition of the word um, toiling here is by rather it is to question by applying torture. Ooh, what? To question by implying torture, or rather by applying torture. Toiling, when they were toiling in rowing, they were being questioned. And boy, there was some harsh, there's some harsh treatment by the winds here. Now, was God torturing them? No, absolutely not. The situation, again, was testing what was in them. Now, they were being questioned by applying this situation here. What were the questions asked? Maybe they were asking, Lord, did you really send me out here? Or why did you put me in this hard situation? You knew this was going to happen, Jesus, but you sent us out here to do this anyway. You knew what was happening on the sea. We told you that we didn't want to go and do this, but you sent us out here anyway. Why did Jesus do this to me? Why did God allow this to happen to me? Maybe you've asked that same question before, right? Why did God make this happen? Why am I going through this? Remember this definition of the word toiling there. One, another definition means to question by applying torture or to question by applying some hardness. Why, God? Why? And again, these are some underlying questions that you probably would not have asked or we see these are underlying weaknesses or faults in your relationship with God that you would not have asked or would not have known about unless there was some hardness, unless there was something there. You know, one thing I like to do if I'm going on a long trip with my family, I'm going to take my automobile to the, uh, to the shop or to the dealership. And I'm going to tell them to run through the whole car, give it that 21 point inspection or whatever it is. I want to know. 
Uh, I want to know if something's wrong with it before I get out on the open road. I don't want this thing breaking down on the side of the road with me. So they will take the car through the inspections. They'll test the car, the wheels, the brakes, and the fluids, and all of that stuff, the engine, and oh my, a lot of stuff. But they'll test it for me. I'm paying them to test it, to make sure that it's ready, right? And so here are the disciples going through a testing period. They are toiling and rowing. I'm sure asking all kinds of questions. But remember, when God tests you, it is only for a moment. And it has a beginning and it has an ending. And at the end of it, when we have endured temptation, when we have endured the test or the trial, there's always promotion if we remain faithful through it all. You'll always see something greater in greater in the Father and greater about you. Always. We're going to see the same thing here. Let me give you a few more definitions here because the word toiling here, it is, it is so rich. The word toil, toiling also means to vex with grievous pains of body or mind to torment, to torment. All right. So to vex with grievous pains of the body or the mind to torment. Now, this thing, of course, this is torment. Now, this, they're, they're on a boat. They're out here. They're trying to go to the other side like Jesus told them. But these crosswinds are pushing them back, right? They're being pushed back. They're trying to go to the left, but they keep being pushed right. Trying to go forward, they keep being pushed back. Now, it's the enemy that's pushing on them. That's trying to stop them from doing what Jesus called them to do. Now, again, the father didn't commission the devil. Hey, devil, do this to my people here and so I can uh, see how strong they are. No, when you're doing what Christ called you to do, when you're in his will, you're going to face opposition from time to time. Let that opposition not discourage you, but let it encourage you to know that, hey, I must be doing something right. I'm hitting a lot of opposition. And if the father's going to use this as a testing time, I want you to know and just have hope that it has a beginning and it has an end. And depending on the level of the opposition, if it is great opposition, then there is great glory on the other side of it. If there is a tremendous attack, tremendous pain, tremendous strain, and in this definition here, tremendous torment, then you've got to know that there's something great on the other side of it. The enemy is not going to launch nuclear bombs at you if the prize is only 50 cents. No, there's got to be something great, great, great that's in store on the other side that he's trying to prevent you uh, from acquiring, from achieving, uh, from, from bringing into your life, from receiving it. So if you are going through a tremendous toiling match right now, and I think that's what we want to stop right here. If you're going through a tremendous toiling match, you're really struggling. The enemy's been really on you and you're really being blown back. You try to go two steps forward and you go four steps back and it is really harassing. You really feel some harassing treatment on the job, uh, at home, maybe even in the church, maybe around friends or maybe on social media. You're just doing what you feel the Lord is telling you to do. He told you to go this way and you're really being pushed. Let me assure you, 
that there is something awesome on the other side of this. You're going to see another side of God that you've never seen before. And you're going to see another side of you. And through it all, there will be promotion. Glory to God. Well, we're going to stop it right there uh, for tonight. And I believe that you have received your word. We're going to go back here on next week and continue in the subject of the storm walker. Now, don't forget to go to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the contact button and let us know who you are, where you are. We'd be glad to hear from you. And if you feel led to, you can always click the give button and give into the ministry. Now, before we go, I want to have a word of prayer with you. All right, because some of you are really going through and I want to pray with you that you will endure, that your faith, your faith will not buckle, that you'll make it through to the other side of this and really see the glory of God revealed in your life. So if you will, let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, I bring to you your beloved uh, that is joining me right now as they're listening and watching from all around the world. Lord, I pray that you would strengthen them, that you would encourage them. I pray, Lord God, that you would give them wisdom let them know what to do and how to do and when to do it. Lord, I pray that you would fill them with the mind of Christ and that through all of this situation, they'll come out better on the other side. Father, I pray that their faith will not fail, but their faith will be increased and they'll know that you love them even more on the other side than, you, um, than they've ever experienced before. Bless your people, Father, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, my friend. Well, I love you guys, and uh, we'll see you next time. And remember, Jesus loves you. I'm telling you, he does. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. I will see you on the next time. All right, bye-bye. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you, and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.